Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've been to suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from Dallas. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. It's episode 436 of Breaker in Bane's Power Hour. Of course, I am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Enjoying that toasty weather. Again, it is hot as hell. You know, actually today, today didn't feel too bad. There was a nice breeze. I mean, it was warm and I was sweating. But, you know, at least we had a little bit of a breeze going on. So I wasn't too upset. Well, you know what? I, I realized one point for summer this week. You know why? Snow cones. Well, yeah. Yeah. Snow. You're a snow cone guy. I, I, I get snow cones every time I leave your house during the summer. Oh, really? Yeah, it's right down the road. Oh, smart. I just, I just, do, you always, do you always do a different flavor? Or you like same same time? Same uh, time. I, I go between coconut and tiger's blood. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason is, is because, like, once you kind of... Very off, like I know you got the Spider Man flavor. I, I did. Once you kind of venture off into those flavors, they all kind of taste the same to me. Yeah, they do. Uh, coconut and Tiger's Blood have a very distinct taste. True. And and I like them. They almost have too many flavors. Have you noticed that? Oh, there's a lot. Like to the point where I'm like literally like going back and forth. Like I don't even know. Did you go? Did you go to the one right down the road from your house? I did. They have a flavor there that's like some kind of like cappuccino flavor. And I got it one time. I was like, this might be pretty damn good. It was not good. It's not good. <laughs> I guess they have a wedding cake that's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't know. That that sounds weird for a snow cone. So it's not my, not my jam. It, yeah, it's, it wasn't, I, I tried it. It was okay. You know, it's weird. Cause back in the day for me, it was like watermelon, cherry, blue raspberry. You know what I mean? Like it was uh, yeah. basic stuff. And I used to get like Ninja Turtle flavors, you know, they had that. I yeah. almost got that. I went yeah. with Spider-Man, which was like blueberry and cherry, which yeah. was, I mean, it was good. I'm but, sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, man, you know, what's funny though is as expensive as everything is now, the snow cones didn't seem that expensive. $3 for a small. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. It's like, wow, really? And, That's and it? the small is pretty good size. <laughs> right. Well, cause I'm looking at the, the, the mini, the junior, and I'm yeah. thinking that's a small. And I'm like, that's kind of. It's not a very good deal. But then yeah. I looked. I was like, oh, that's a mini. Okay, yeah. $3 small. Psh, yeah. No problem. Yeah, all about it. 
Yeah, it's crazy. So, and you know what's funny is you have actually told me this before, and I and I believe this to be correct. They cannot sell snow cones unless it is summertime. Yeah. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> Jeez. Dude, isn't that the worst when someone just like randomly knocks on your door, like a random solicitor? Son of a bitch was like pounding too. Yeah. It just, it's, it's so much different than it was in the nineties. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, who the hell is knocking on my door? Yeah. I start, yeah. It, when that happens, I start thinking like, okay, I need to get my baseball bat and I need to get my gun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, because like, I don't feel like, Oh, wonder who's here. Well, like in, it's always interesting. There used to be this, like my area, like my house backs up to the woods, just kind of right. like yours does. Right. And there's been a, a bug problem. All the houses have it because sure. it's the woods. And, you know, I get sprayed and all that. You know, all the shit that you you know normally do. Yeah. And a this guy would show up and, like, he wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm, I understand everyone's got their sales pitch, but he's like, no, I'm telling you, it's a great deal. You yeah. know, and I'm just like, no. The company I use is very good and they're affordable and they're easy to, to talk with. Yep. And they don't ride around on a Segway. Yeah. Like right away, like that throws me off. Like, oh, yeah. Sorry. Like, no, it's yeah. not happening. Yeah. And he just like, he wouldn't leave. So finally I was like, dude, get off of my porch. Yeah. I will say this though. Having uh, the pit bull has been good. Oh, for sure. Because I've had several of them. And, and her, th- and she's not the, she's like, and you met her, obviously. She's the nicest dog in the world. Most of them are. She, she loves people. She yep. just is super friendly. But they don't know that. And she does have that pit bull look to her face. Oh, yeah. And so they're always like, is she nice? I'm like, no. And like immediately it pulls right. them back like, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and all she does is she just wants to jump up on them and sniff them. But yeah, they don't know that. And I think that's a, it's a good little tool in your toolbox. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, have we, I don't even think we'd really gotten into our, uh, I think our, we're still talking about snow cones. We're still, okay. This is, what I was going to bring up. So my work apparently before it was sold to this other company and blah, blah, blah. There was talk of them putting in a snow cone machine. Oh, yeah. For the summertime. Yeah. And I guess the main boss was like, I don't think a bunch of grown men would make snow cones. I'm thinking like. You dumbass. Did you ask anybody? Yeah. You flipping idiot. Like, of course. I mean. I bought a snow cone machine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like he was wanting to make like get like an industrial one, like yeah. a really nice one. Like, of course, like. The most expensive thing about that is probably getting all the flavors, I would imagine. It is, yeah. Well, I, I spent about like 150 on mine because mine's like right below an industrial size. It's not one you would get at Target, but yeah. it's, you know what I mean? It's not like I couldn't supply all day kids with snow cones. You know, yeah. it, it shut down within a couple of days. But like, <clears throat> but yeah, I, the most expensive thing are the flavors because you can get like the giant ass bottles, but I'm, I'm not going to use that much. So mm-hmm. I just get the little... Like about the size of that water bottle, and it lasts for a while. But yeah, it's like usually I think about ten bucks a bottle. Yeah, and that's the thing is like they last a while. But if you want to get like a good variety of flavor, you have to buy a bunch. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I I totally that's like forty or fifty bucks for the big variety pack. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely cool. That's a good part about the summer. The old snow cones. About the only good part about the summer. (laughs) And actually, I was talking to Steve Hoker about it, and he, he, where he's from, I think New Jersey. Yeah. Um. Their big thing is Italian ices. Okay, is what he was telling me, and we actually have. Like, who cares what Steve Hoker thinks? Well, but, but he he <laughs> was talking about how he wanted, how he was wanting like a snow cone, but he was like, we don't really have them here, and uh, he was talking about Italian ices, and I actually thought like 
I think we have a place downtown that sells Italian. I think we do too. I think it's part of that Andalini's group. Yeah. Um, so I might have to check that out because I looked at them and they, they almost look like a frozen yogurt or something like that. Yeah. They look delicious. So they don't have snow cones up North. I actually, so I Googled it cause I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can find them a place that has them. Cause oddly enough, we call them snow cones. They're not really in cones anymore. They're in cups. They're in, and actually like shaved ice, I guess is and, what you would call it. And yeah, actually, um, I have a relative that was in the snow cone game for years and he actually got really offended every time I called it snow cones. He's like, it's not snow cones, it's shaved ice. Yeah. I don't know why it's a big deal to him, but he did not like me calling them snow cones. I mean, my God, dude. That's yeah. like, you know, yeah. shoes or sneakers, right? right. I mean, yeah. come on. But it's I grew up calling them snow cones. They're snow cones. Of course they're snow cones. Yeah. Just as weird. I mean, it's weird. I mean, it's me, a weird hill to die on. It is. It's super weird. And not to mention, the styrofoam cups are way better because they don't get soggy. Like those yeah. those cone cups used to get so soggy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure those are cheaper. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, but it's, it's how expensive are styrofoam cups? If they can sell them for three dollars a pop, it clearly ain't that expensive. No, yeah, it's definitely a, a money maker. They probably got a nickel in the whole thing. I'm sure. So yeah, definitely cool. Well, we got some wrestling talk here, so. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. So, actually, I was just thinking this. Uh, I saw this as a meme the other day, and it reminded me because I had that solicitor just hit. Mm hmm. Uh, it was like a thing you can put on your door, like all solicitors. If you knock on the door, you are in a binding contract to pay me $50 or something. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it probably wouldn't hold up in court, but it might deter a few of them from it knocking. Might. It might, yeah. You know, it might be like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? I, I have a no trespassing sign on like on my fence in front of my house and then like on our, our door and it doesn't stop them. Like they don't give a shit. Do you get them a lot where you live? Because you're kind more of than the, I should. You're kind of in the country. Yeah, more than I should. Actually, we had I, she wasn't a solicitor. I don't know what the hell she was. I don't know if she was high or what, but she had her little daughter with her, and she was like banging on my door a couple of days ago. And um, I actually wasn't home. I was getting my tetanus shot. And <laughs> how's your hand, by the way? Yeah, it's fine. Um, well, but, if you wouldn't be high as a kite, you wouldn't yeah. put your hand through a screw. <laughs> but but while I was there, I, I caught it on camera. She was just banging on the door and like freaked stuff out big time but it was it was wild yeah i don't yeah i'm not a not a fan of that it's like don't come on to people's property you don't know like why what what's so hard to get about that well not okay if she needed help you live literally right by a convenience store yes like within what quarter mile yeah yeah like I mean, it's walking distance sure for sure so like why wouldn't you do that right and like, like but why not your neighbors why your house you know like oh she was knocking on everybody's because i caught her she came from my neighbor on the right side of me and then after she knocked on my house she went to the neighbor on the left gotcha she, she's just going door to door i don't know what the hell she was doing yeah dude it's i'm not i'm not a fan no i, I i've realized now like we live in a generation where it's like i feel like when i was i was younger People knock on your door all the time, mm-hmm. and now it's like not really a thing anymore. Yeah, and so when it happens, you almost get pissed off. That's kind of why I like about um, the mailman or UPS, UPS especially because they move so much faster. By the time they ring the bell and you get up, they're in their truck. Absolutely, <laughs> it's like oh, okay, perfect. 
Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, time is money to them, so they're trying to get out of there. But even with them, you're expecting them. Yeah. Like, you know you have a package coming today. Sure. Or with Amazon, like, damn near as soon as they ring the doorbell, you get a notification on your phone saying delivered. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know. Right. Exactly. Uh, back to the wrestling talk. So, uh, bad news for CM Punk. Just wins the AEW title, and then it's announced that he has to, well, he's not vacating it. Um, they're going to have an interim. They're going to have an interim champion. Well, yes, I believe surgery on his foot or his ankle. I'm not really sure. I don't think they really announced that, but it is a surgery. So yeah, we're going to be out for a little bit. Uh, a lot of people criticizing the interim idea. I don't think it's a bad idea. Why? Why? Why is that? Why would that be a bad idea? Because it's not what WWE does. Right. That's that's the only thing I can figure. But is, why doesn't like I want WWE to do that? Like, why wouldn't they do that? Right. Like this guy never lost. So he's still champion, but he can't defend it. So we need somebody defending a championship. We're going to have an interim champion. It's what UFC does. It makes the most sense. And then have them unify when he comes back. Yeah. That makes the most sense to me. Instead of just being like, guys, I'm injured. Here's my title. Like, forget the sad story. Like, come back, fight for it. Yeah. Why do you think people have a problem with that? Anytime, And I feel like with AEW, anytime they make a decision or they do something that's different, it's almost like you have this whole crew of people that are like, I don't like it. It's just because that's not what they are used to. I guess so. I mean, like, I, there's some decisions that uh, AEW has made that I'm not a fan of. But, right, sure. But, like, it's, you you don't know until you try. Mm-hmm. And so I think, because this isn't the first time they've done an interim champion. They, they did, did it with, with the, the TNT. T- yeah, they did. And so it's, like, there's not a, I, I don't see why it's a big deal with this one just because it's the world title. I just like, why not? Like, CM Punk was clearly the guy they're wanting to go for right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to have him vacated to give it to somebody else. So let them have an interim champion until he comes back and he can win it all over again. And I don't feel like he's probably going to be gone that long. Probably not. I, I can understand if it's like, hey, you're out a year to 15 months. Yeah. Okay, maybe you need to make a change then. But if sure. it's a, a minor injury, like. I figured probably a few months. Yeah. Like, he'll miss Forbidden Door, but he'll probably be back by their next pay-per-view. Probably. Right. Yeah. So what does it matter? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me. I don't I don't guess I understand that. But fans are stupid. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get into more of that. But um, definitely bad timing for Punk. Absolutely. What What do you think it caused it? Was it think it was that um, shotgun lariat or whatever whatever it was? That could have been, and that could have also been why he had so much trouble landing on his feet. Yeah, because I know he I know he landed weird when he tried to do that. Um, so I, I wonder if that was what caused it, or if he was already injured before that. It could have been. It could have been one of those things where. And we're talking talking about Cody Rhodes here in a little bit, slightly hurting, mm-hmm. but didn't seem you know. It's also in his forties. I mean, everything's going to hurt, of course. Yeah. So maybe that just put it over the edge. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's it's one of those things you have to listen to your body, and any of us can be guilty of not doing that. I mean, it's, oh yeah, it's just a bad situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I know uh, back in the day, Vince was super protective of what Hogan did and who worked with Hogan. Yeah. And I think a lot of people thought like, oh, Hogan doesn't do anything in the ring. He doesn't take many bumps. And I'm like, I think that's all by design. Because I don't think <laughs> at that time Vince could possibly justify somebody taking Hogan's spot in the late 80s, right. early 90s. You know, he was the guy. Yeah. And, you know, I think with WWE, they got really lucky when Austin got hurt because they had The Rock kind of there. Oh, yeah. Ready to go. And it, it's it's one of those things where it's easy to be like, oh, you know. No big deal. Another guy will step up. But back in that time, you didn't really have that. So right. without that headlining top baby face, you're in trouble. So you got to protect them. Absolutely. Um, speaking of top baby face, Cody Rhodes 
Boy, that was a gnarly looking injury, wasn't it? Yes. And did you watch the match? I did not. That was probably I, I've heard nothing but praise about that match. That was a match that was difficult to watch for me. Yeah. Just because I knew how much pain he was in. Oh, like, of course. And it it was it felt it was different, but it reminded me so much of Mankind's Hell in a Cell match. Mm. Just because it's so difficult to watch. Like it'll probably go down in history as probably one of the best Hell in a Cell matches ever. But it was a very difficult watch for me. And so if people don't know, he tore his pec. Mm-hmm. Apparently he tore it the week before, partially. Yep. Weight trains that completely tears off the bone. He takes that ring jacket off and like his entire, like one side of his pec is purple all the way down to his bicep. Yeah. Pretty nasty looking, obviously. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard sometimes with those torn muscles, they say, well, it's already torn. You can't make it worse. Yeah. And so that's why he chose to, to do the match. What do you think about that, like doing the match in that much pain? Well, I, I do know, though, like your heart can only take so much pain. Yeah. So it probably was not a smart idea for him to wrestle because I'm sure that probably did some damage to the, the old ticker. Sure. But um, but as far as the actual peck itself, yeah, I mean, once it's broke, it's broke. It can't get any more broke. Yeah. But it's or torn, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't for it, but at the end of the day, Cody's a grown ass man. If he yeah. wants to do it, he can do it. Like I if he but if he would have been like, guys, take a look at this, I clearly can't wrestle, I would have been like, Holy shit. Get get some health. You know, mm-hmm. like take a break. Career wise, it probably wasn't a smart move from a longevity standpoint. Yeah. But I think it did add a lot more credibility to his name. Oh, hell yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things. Like, there's certain things that guys don't need. To, like, Randy Orton taking the bump and the thumbtacks. I don't think he needed to do that when he yeah. did it. But when he did it, it was like, holy shit. Yeah. He just did that. You know, it kind of, like, in a weird way, does kind of add credibility. Legitimizes you a little sure. bit. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, definitely um, definitely disgusting. I mean. Well, just, and did you see the updated pics? Like, yeah, all the way almost down to his wrist. Yeah, and it's like, okay, God, get that fixed, dude. Yeah. Which I guess he was going into surgery yesterday today as we record is thursday but yeah so hopefully uh a few months will be looking like normal again i hope so definitely uh definitely sketchy um mjf has made some more headlines i feel like that's all we talk about now is mjf shout out to him man yeah um apparently he's got some legitimate but your your watch is just going nuts over there dude yeah let me put it on silent there (laughs) this is a damn good episode this week breaker yeah no kidding right (laughs) Um, so MJF has made some headlines, um, obviously over the last several months, like, you know, shoot pissed off at Tony Khan, no shows, mm-hmm. does the pay-per-view leaves right after cuts the shoot promo demanding mm-hmm. more money. I was under the impression up until last week that all this was probably legitimate. And then they kind of turned it into a work shoot. Yeah. Now, apparently, I mean, obviously I had heard there was Turner executives at dynamite last week. Yeah. And which is a big reason why they wanted Punk as the champion. They're trying to probably get a better deal or to make sure they stay on their current deal and everything sure. else. And and so they were there. They heard the uh, the fucking Mark comment and all that other stuff. And I guess there was an edict put out: take MJF off all, you know, talking segments, off everything. Like yeah. they don't want his face on anything. The last time I remember that happening was UPN put out an edict. Muhammad Hassan can never appear on SmackDown again. Yeah. After that, like they kind of mimicked a terrorist angle. Mm-hmm. And which again is like, he, 
his name's Mark Capani or whatever. Right. He's not he's not a terrorist. Yeah. It's not even his idea. Right. It's the company that did it. Yeah. But he kind of gets that that association. Yeah. And so with Muhammad Hassan specifically, he does that pay-per-view match with The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And basically he's never seen mm-hmm. again in in pro wrestling up yeah. until that point. He's done some like indie stuff here and there, but for the most part, I mean, and he was well on his way to being a big name. I oh yeah, like. I mean, so, if you're in a program with the Undertaker, yeah, sure. And and it seemed as though like this guy was going to be someone they're going to push in the next few years, and maybe they pushed the envelope too hard, too quick. But I think you can pull it back and kind of yeah. redirect. Anyway, life imitates art, I guess. Um, MJF possibly legitimately gets himself in trouble. What do you think about all this? I it goes back to what I was saying last week. If this isn't a work, Tony is making a big fuck up by putting him on camera, mm-hmm. you know. And and he did. Like I mean, if if it was to the point where it's like you're gonna have to drop one of your biggest stars, you know, you, you fucked up. Yeah, you, you fumbled the bag, Tony. And uh, I, I think it's I think it's unfortunate. I mean, granted. Tony's got stars out the ass that he can just fill that spot right up. But I don't feel like he has anybody on that roster that's on MJF's level. No, I would agree with that. And so it's a very unfortunate loss to... um, And I I think it all probably could have been been avoided. Like, it didn't have to get to that point. The guy had a legitimate gripe about wanting more money. Sure. And so it's... I I just think... Again, if this is all like somehow worked with the with even the executives you know i mean crazy but like it it doesn't feel like it's a any of it's a work anymore this guy at my shoot job my previous shoot job who hated the one of the other employees that worked there and he told me he once saw his pay stub and he made that guy made one penny more than him mm-hmm. and he was like, that guy is lazy. He doesn't do half the work I do, and he makes one penny more. And I'm like, wow. You know, in, in the period of one paycheck, he makes 80 cents more before taxes. Right. Not that big a deal. But to him, it was like the principle of the thing. Sure. I get it. So I kind of feel like that's kind of what, where we're at now. Like, you get, you're get, you basically signing all these former WWE stars yep. for a lot more money than you signed me for. You up my money, but still not to their level. Yeah. He does have a legitimate gripe. Yeah. Um, that being said, are we being worked again? We very well could be. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't think it's far out of the realm of possibility that Tony Khan could have talked to these network execs and be like, "Hey, do this. Yeah. You know, this will add to the story." Oh yeah, but but I mean, if you get someone who's on board and is a fan, right? They'll do that. Absolutely. Why wouldn't they? Right. Especially but, if you can say down the road, we'll make X amount more money because yes. of, of this story. Well, because probably what they did was use CM Punk as an example. And mm-hmm. like, look what happened. This made him one of the biggest stars in the industry because sure. of this right here. And so, I mean, you have the history books to show them in this scenario. So, I mean, it, it very well could be a work. But like at the moment, if it's a work, good on them because it doesn't feel like it. Right, and I think that's kind. Of, but at the same time, the whole Cody getting released thing felt like a work, didn't it? Or him ask or not yeah, not well, renewing his contract? It, it, yeah, and I think that's because they were still doing promos and things like that. Because he was like, "I'm working a handshake deal," and it's like, I feel like you don't use those terminologies. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? Like it's weird. Well, and, and 
a contract's not worth the paper it's printed on. Right. And we all know that. I mean, ultimately, wrestlers are going to show up and wrestle because that's what they do. Right. Um, well, not all of them, I guess. Not Sasha Banks and Naomi, but <laughs> totally different situation, yeah. I guess. But my, I st- I'm, I'm still on, on team Sasha and Naomi on that one, though. I, I think they, they probably will live to regret that decision, though, it's simply because the money they were making. I feel like WWE is going to tie them up and oh yeah, they're not going to do a damn thing for the rest of their contracts in lawsuits and stuff. And it's going to be a, I, and the reason I say that is they let punk kind of walk out. They let Pac walk out. Mm-hmm. They're not going to let that be a precedent where people yeah. can just leave when they don't like what, what's happening. I think they should though. No, I, I, I think I, that, I, th- I think that should be okay. You know what I mean? Like if you don't want to be here, don't come. Well, but that, but it needs to go through the proper channels of a release and stuff. I mean, I, I, but like they shouldn't be like just because you want to leave. Nope, you're gonna sit here and do nothing for the rest of your con. Like, let them fucking go. No, I agree. I, I, I don't think it's it's healthy to have someone there that doesn't want to be there. Right. It's just it's because they're gonna they're gonna be miserable while they're there. Sure. They're gonna make other people miserable while they're there. Sure. They're gonna be bad influences on the locker room. Yeah. And so it's it, like if somebody doesn't want to be there, like let them go. I, I think it was probably mishandled from from everybody's perspective. Absolutely. It just it's one of those. It, it was probably a, a culmination of a bunch of different shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think they got there that day and they said, this is new creative. And they're like, we hate this company. We're leaving forever. It was probably a culmination of like 10 or 15 big things. This is like the icing on top of the big shit cake. Well, cause here's we the thing. Take it anymore. I didn't even know they were tag team champions. Right. When this happened. Right. Like, cause nobody cares. Cause yeah, they don't promote that tag team division at all because there really isn't a tag team division. There shouldn't have been one. Right. Because like there's no women tag teams. When it first came about, we had the Iconics. That, was, that was, that was the tag teams. Yeah. 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 It just, it's not a, a greatly treated title. Nope. So, yeah, no, I, I'm fully in agreement there. Well, like I know, like you mentioned the six-man tag titles before mm-hmm. when, when Jim Crockett had those in early days of WCW. I think trios titles are dumb. Well, the thing about it is like the – I remember a, a pay-per-view where the six-man tag champions were the Rock and Roll Express and the Junkyard Dog. Yeah. And, and that's like, why they're dumb. Right, because it's it's a tag team with another guy yeah. to give them a title for it, some reason. If – if it was like, hey, we're going to have the NWO be the trios tag team. We're going to Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. They're going to run the trios division. Like, okay. And then, like, you know, you know what I mean? But you like, have to have another trio for them to work. That's what I'm saying. Like, there has to be, like, I think right now is probably the perfect time to do it because you could, like, get some of the Dark Order guys back together. Yeah. You know, and the Dark Order could be trios. Um, you know, Jungle Express could make a comeback, you know, with, Christian added in, who, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Whatever. And you got like Death Triangle, Death Triangle, House of Black. Right. Like you actually have some trios right now, which I think that's what they're doing is they're building that up so they can actually have that division. Yeah. Which is smart. But I mean, it's, I, when it's dumb is when it is, like you mentioned, like Rock and Roll Express and Junkyard Dog. When it's just like a tag team and a guy. Yeah. It's dumb. Oh, absolutely. And nine times out of 10, that's how it is. Oh, for sure. And that's, and that's, I think, part of the problem is yeah. it's just like, well, Okay, yeah. it's just a thrown together match, you know, right? For the sake of it, but back back to MJF and what we were talking about. I I I kind of wonder if some of this maybe just is it a work? Did it happen? Like, who knows what's actually happening? I don't feel like there's been any mention of him in a while, at least in a week. They didn't even mention him after that promo, right? Like, they they pulled that promo off of like their Twitter feed and yeah. stuff. So they react, you know, and it's also possible that Tony gave him enough rope to go hang himself. 
Yeah. Where it's like, hey, go out there and... And And it it could be one of the... Maybe Tony was actually tired of his shit. Maybe so. You know, it's like, yeah, you're a star, but holy fuck. Yeah. You got an ego. Well, and that's the thing, is if you have this guy and you do pay him what he wants, how come he's not going to ask for 10 times that much next time? Right. Yeah, he probably will. Yeah. When's he ever going to be happy with his money? Right. So... Yeah, dude. I don't know. It's I hope. A, it's I hope a weird it's. One. I hope it's a work for his sake because if it's not, he's really, really messing up his chances elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. It'll be. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Uh, WWE apparently is teaming up with Vice TV to do some type of new uh, series, and um, apparently they're kind of pushing Dark Side of the Ring to the side. Now we've heard rumors of that, and then they. Vice announced, no, 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 we're still doing Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. So, but maybe it's going to be a bit more toned down. Or maybe it'll be a bit more pro WWE. Well, I've also heard a big reason why they're kind of wanting to tone it down is a lot of the legends were like, I'm not taking part in that anymore. Because they, well, yeah. like, they felt like they were misquoted. Yeah. And they probably were. Yeah. I. It's weird to me because I saw an interview with them where they talked about the plane ride from hell before it aired. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, you know, it might make some people mad, but we have a... Uh, you know, an integrity as filmmakers, we have to tell the truth. I'm like, okay, I understand that, but when you're blatantly misquoting people yep. or, or putting them in position to knowingly make them look bad, yeah, to me that's not that's not that's not responsible at all. Well, and you know, editing Dreamer in at a certain place where it makes it seem like the whole thing is a joke, you know. That, and that's that's that, the biggest one. That was like okay, that was fucked up. He, they legitimately got him suspended from his job. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, and it's like clearly that wasn't what he was meaning, you know. And and so it's one of those things where like if they decide, hey, we want to do an episode on who who the hell knows, yeah, whatever. And they they interview they want to interview key people, and they're all like, no, we're not taking part of that, right? Because of what you've done in the past, like yeah, that's that's bad news. Absolutely, you've screwed yourself, you yeah. know. So. I don't know, man. It, it might make more sense for WWE to kind of be involved. In I think so, because they can also, um, you know, dictate. I mean, which that's probably not a good thing, but, like, they can kind of dictate what happens, you know, what stories are told, how they're mm-hmm. told. Yeah. You know. Well, maybe with more resources and stuff. It's not yeah. just the wrestler's recall. Because let's be honest, wrestlers don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Right. For the most part. Right. So. Um, because I, I had heard a big issue of plane ride from hell as everyone's retelling is like there was two, there's two European trips every year. Mm-hmm. At that time there was some of them were telling stories from like the next years. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause they didn't remember which one was which. Right. Like, so it's like, Oh my God. Like, like, so talk about not even having all your facts, right. You know, yeah. like it just had all kinds of uh, shit that didn't, that didn't even happen, I guess on that particular plane ride. Yeah. Cause I guess Vince and Linda weren't on the plane. Cause that was my big thought is like, how the hell does that go down with Vince on the plane? Well, that's what, and that was what I was thinking too. Like, cause no way Vince is just sitting in his chair like, ha, 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 ha. While Brock Lesnar and Kurt and Kurt Henning are wrestling. Right. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of a thought I had like, really? Yeah. But apparently there was some mixed up stories. So maybe their research team wasn't as, as good as they thought it was. Yeah, probably not. I don't know, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think, uh, I think WWE, and this is another thing I read. WWE is obviously partnered with A and E. We talked about it last week. Yeah. To those new biography series, and a few other shows. Apparently, A and E is like part owner of Vice. So, okay, kind of makes sense that that puts WWE in a position where they can kind of do what they want. Yeah. So, 
Who's to say? Who? Cool. Uh, the All Atlantic title officially announced by AEW, a new singles title. Yeah, you got you got some Twitter Twitter wars going over that. Yeah, I really pissed some people off, which uh, I will take them all on. Take them all on, Breaker. I ain't Bane, scared. Bane loves it. I ain't scared of nobody. Um, F the IWC. So a new singles title, the yep. All Atlantic title. Apparently, this is going to be similar to like the Intercontinental. Yep. From what I gather, kind of like a mid-level title. Yep. A little maybe a little bit higher than the TNT, but not quite the world. Uh, there's going to be a tournament, and that's going to lead to a four-way match at the pay-per-view. All all different countries represented. So what do you think about that? I dig it. I love the idea. I love the name. I love the look of the title. Like mm-hmm. it's very similar to the world title. I mean, I get that that's a gripe for some people, but like I think uh that's completely fine, you know. I like all the flags on there. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very nice. And this is gonna be a title where I could see them actually utilizing it the proper way, you know, and actually having it, you know making sure if they go overseas, they defend it overseas. You know what I mean? Like sure. making it mean something. I like, can see like them. the European title didn't really matter. N- never really went to Europe. No. Yeah. Maybe once like when they were in Europe, but like, right. that's, that wasn't like a special thing. Right. Yeah. So, and even then it wasn't considered a big deal. European title was like third string title, big time, third string title. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, I always liked the European title. I thought it was cool, but I did too. And actually, oddly enough, this is random, but Drew McIntyre said he wants to bring that back just so he can win it. <laughs> yeah. Like, why I, not let him, let him do it. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, like there's no reason why they can't. Um, a lot of people mad that AEW introduces a new singles title. Yeah. Why, why are they mad though? I don't know. Is like too many titles. Like what's the, what's the issue? What's, I mean, what, but what, how many titles is too many? Like, what constitutes too many titles? Got me. I don't know. Like they'd have uh, damn near a hundred, if not a hundred people on their roster right now. Yeah. I mean, in they're only allowed to have two singles titles. Right. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, but what does it matter? Right. That's, that's what I don't understand. Like I know. And I, I, I told you this off air. Like when you think of UFC, they have a title for literally every division. Yeah. And so, and they all look the same. Yeah, they're all identical. I mean, it just—it's one of those things. Like, what does it matter how many titles they have? They don't have a title for each guy. You right. know what I mean? It's—it's it's not that big of a deal. And I—I I don't know. And I mean, it could be that you know FTR is walking around with two tag titles, but they're not AEW tag titles. They're right. different. Now it does—it does start to feel a little convoluted when you have like. Uh, the ring of honor championships showing up and you know, the triple a tag team championships. And then you have uh homeboy who's rocking the FTR championship and, and then Samoa Joe's the TV. Right. TV yeah. And so when you have all these crossovers happening, it's like, God, this is a, these are a lot of titles, but the FTW title is not even like a recognized title. No, it's not, but I'm just saying, you yeah, know, yeah, I get, like I get it, it. It, it's, it's like a million dollar championship. Right. I mean, it has been defended. I mean, of course, to be fair. but it's not like a recognized, it's not on their website or anything right. like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I don't know. I, I think I I don't see the point in complaining because all that does is give more guys opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like it gives them something to fight for, more people something to fight for. I mean, hell, like give us a cruiserweight title while you're at it. You right. know what I mean? Like give us more titles. Yeah. Because there's plenty of light heavyweight guys on that roster, cruiserweight, whatever the hell you want to call them. Like who could go for that? Right. Give them something to do. Yeah. It's been a weird thing when the internet gripes about stuff where I, I've never, I guess I've never understood that. I was just like, 
so they introduce a new title and you're mad. Yeah. Like why? Uh, just so it's so weird to me. And they all get mad at me because I spit facts. Bane's over here just telling people how it is. Damn right. Diesel is the most successful champion of the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Breeze didn't think so. Oh god. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. It's going to be uh, up for grabs officially. Like, I guess crown the first champion will be crowned at Forbidden Door mm-hmm. in a four way match. I think Pac already advanced in that. Did he not? Yeah, I imagine it'll be Miro in the finals. Miro, Pac, probably out. Well, Malachi Black. Oh, that's right. It's gonna be four way. And then two yeah. guys from New Japan, which I don't think have been announced yet. So no. Wait. You know what? I'll be honest. A New Japan guy being the first champion might be kind of fun. Well, that's what I was actually gonna bring up. Somebody had mentioned that. They think that um, the United States Championship for from New Japan might come to an AEW guy, and then a New Japan guy might win this new AEW Championship. That would be awesome, and that that kind of creates a uh, the more crossover appeal, you know, where they can go back and forth. See, I, I mean, I know obviously with AEW starting in 2019, the pandemic kind of halted like any like long term like crossovers. Yeah, but I think it would be really really fun. Like, because when Muda would show up in WCW, he was there for a few months. Yep. I always thought that was super cool. I would love to see, like, someone from New Japan be there regularly for an extended period of time. Yeah. And win the title. Not to mention, I think it'd be cool as shit if, like, Haruki Goto or somebody wins, like, the the All-Atlantic title and takes it to Japan for three months. Absolutely. You know, like, holy shit, like, it's not even here. Like, yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah. If you can work out deals like that i think that would be great so absolutely and it just it's ultimately better for the fans yes i 100 percent agree yeah so uh we'll, we'll see what happens at forbidden door which I w- i'm gonna bring this up to you get your thoughts here does aew not have the worst pay-per-view names in history yes all out yeah that's kind of shitty i mean it's not bad but but i mean it's not as good as all in yeah double or nothing not that great yeah i, I again i get it but like it's yeah. okay full gear that one's probably the worst no, no, no. The next one you're about to say is the worst. Revolution? Yes. That um, is that is the most generic rest. Like, I feel like that should be a Tulsa indie show. Probably will be. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Forbidden Door. Yeah. My thought is, like, if you hear the name Forbidden Door in wrestling, you know what that means. But if you're just a casual fan, you're like, Forbidden Door? Like, yeah. What the hell does that mean? It sounds like, sounds like back, back, back door, you know, booty to me. That's the forbidden door. <laughs> going, going to the back door. You know what I'm talking about, Breaker? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> you big, big freak. <laughs> well, but I mean, yeah, I was even thinking like the WWE pay-per-view names, I feel like have really kind of fallen off over the last few years. Whereas like back in the day, I mean, it was like Backlash and Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, there was a bunch of really cool ones. Unforgiven. Great Balls of Fire. That's what I mean. Like, I think when that hit, it's like they just got <laughs> shitty, right? Well, what the hell is WrestleMania backlash? Yeah. What the hell is that? I, I mean, again, it's like, I get it, but it's not good. Like, you give me Armageddon. That was cool. That was the coolest shit name. And, and I think that's the problem AEW is having is WWE already took all the cool names. Do you know who I think actually had the best pay-per-view names of any company was WCW? Hear me out. Halloween Havoc. Hogwild. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. Halloween Havoc was cool as shit. Absolutely. Was. Fall Brawl War Games. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, World War Three. Super cool. Amazing. Name. Yeah. Um, Bash at the Beach. 
damn good. Very good. I mean, I mean, there's like Slamboree and Great American Bash. Those were okay. Those were so so. But I mean, they had some. They had some really fun ones though, and their logos are really cool. I don't know. I just feel like we they, had some good names in PHPW. Though. I thought so too. Yeah. But I mean, I think we both took pride in wanting to make them as unique as possible. Right. So I don't know, man. It's it's weird as as cutting edge as AEW is on everything. Like their pay per view names are just dog shit. Revol- and they're sticking with it. Like change it up. Like do something different. Revolution and Full Gear are are the worst like i thought full gear was fun because it was kind of a play on what hangman was doing when they first showed up because he was always about like i'm going to be full gear ready because he's talking about like losing weight and making sure he looked good but yeah i just now it's turned into this just weird thing yeah but if people don't like again casual fans probably don't know that right so they're like full gear and revolution is just generic as shit yeah oh yeah and and double or nothing, I, I it makes sense based on like it being in Vegas and, well, and that nature. All in, all you know what I mean? Like I, it's the theme of it, you know. Yeah, but all in is like all out means you're folding, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like well, really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but like in their context, like we're going all out on this one. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I I get it. It's just I don't know. It could be better. I think I 100 percent agree. I, I still want to know what their flagship show is. It's got to be double or nothing. I feel like it's double or nothing. But it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. It like could it, be all out, I guess, though, too. Like, n- none of them feel like a WrestleMania-esque pay-per-view. No, that's true. You're right about that. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Well, we got some movie and TV talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Breaker of Bay of Let the Movies Air. This is Breaker of Bay of Let the Movies Air. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I tell you what we got now. Big underscore band. Couple of bit. A uh, couple of movie topics here. First of all, officially announced the Joker two. Yeah. With Joaquin Phoenix returning as well as uh, Todd Phillips as the director. Uh, the Joker was kind of like one of those standalone movies where it's like, wow, that was pretty dark. Yeah. You know, um, did you like it? I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was very well written. It was very well done. It very, I mean, it was borderline disturbing. I thought mm-hmm. at parts, but you know, we haven't really seen that Joker origin. Yeah. So I think it was kind of cool to, to get that. How the hell do you do a sequel to that though? And I'll be honest. I still don't even really think it was an origin of the Joker that we know. No, I don't think so either. I think it was a story about, cause that was in the seventies and, like I feel like Batman probably wasn't even born then. No, he was. Well, he was. I mean, yeah, you're right. He was. I forgot about that part in the movie. Yeah, anyway. but it's. But it, he was a kid. Yeah, it it felt as though it was like okay, like we're just kind of writing our own history without like a the distinct like this is who he is and what he does. Everyone, it's kind of up to interpretation right. what people want to do. And so I felt like that was kind of what we got here. I mean, the Joker is one of my favorite villains of all time. Yeah, I absolutely. I've always loved the Joker. So I definitely want to see this. I just, I'm kind of curious, like, okay, well, where do you go? Yeah. You're like, what do you do? Like, and how do you have a story about a villain? Like who, who's the, who's the good With guy? No hero. Yeah. Right. So I feel like there's aspects of this. That's a little like, we, we're not getting the full story yet. It's a little confusing. Yeah, and I mean, maybe that story will develop in the second one. I, I mean, I really have no no clue where that will they'll be going with this. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So, I mean, it's just announced. It'll probably be a couple of years before this is oh, yeah. available to us, but we'll see what happens. Um, Beavis and Butthead, Do the Universe, officially announced for Paramount+. Plus. Yep. Uh, there's been long-standing rumors of a sequel to the Beavis and Butthead, Do America film. 
Uh, I'll be honest. I was actually, this might be weird, but I was never a huge fan of the TV show. I've watched it. It's not, it's really not that good. It's not that great. The movie I've always enjoyed. I thought it was yeah. funny just cause it's just two lovable losers. Yeah. It happened to be the wrong place, the wrong time this whole time. And just all the stupid stuff that they get into is funny to me. Um, a sequel is happening now. Apparently they somehow time travel end up in 2022. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Kind of a fun idea. And it's smart on Paramount's Paramount Plus's part to get that as an exclusive movie yeah. to get people to sign up for Paramount Plus. Almost like a Bill and Ted type situation with these two. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. That'll be fun. You know how to be with some butthead guy? Uh, I mean, I was when I was a kid. Like, I, I my uh, stepson watches it now, and, and it's like, same with Family Guy. Like, when when it's on in the background and it's like, I'm not in tune to it, it's like, oh, my God, this is annoying as shit, you know? Well, so I remember they started releasing the DVDs of the mm-hmm. of the, sh- the original show. And, like, because I, I, the first thing I ever actually watched of them was the movie. Yeah. So when I watched the show, I remember just thinking, like, this is kind of lame. Like, yeah. it's not that good. Then they revived the show. Yeah. Also not very good. Yeah. And it just it was like, this isn't that fun. I don't know. Like, it just. Yeah. It, it's it's almost so stupid that it's hard to. It's just, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Well, and that's kind of the way I feel about that. And, you know, I mentioned Family Guy kind of the same, in the same vein with me. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's not funny to me anymore. It's just kind of dumb. It's weird how that happens. How certain shows just don't don't quite strike you the way that they should yeah and i think it's because of the humor in it is like you almost kind of outgrow the humor a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like very random humor and like especially in family guy yeah very random humor like it's just one-liner punch punch lines you know and it's like a lot of and a lot of weird like flashbacks and stuff yeah and that's how they set up their jokes and it's like i don't know you know just weird well it's it's funny because i think with any show I don't know, like, so several years ago when Netflix was kind of first starting with the uh, streaming, because, mm-hmm. you know, it was DVDs by the mail, guy, and I lived in Missouri, told me, like, oh, the original Power Rangers is on Netflix now. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, all the episodes. Oh, man, I got to watch. Yeah. So I love Power Rangers as a kid. So yeah. you try to watch, and you realize, like, this kind of sucks. Like, yeah. it's, and, and it sucks in a way that it's like it, it and we've talked about it before, kind of destroys your memories. A little bit. You know, where you're like, because I remember being on the couch watching Family Guy, like laughing my ass off. Yeah, yeah. when you were twenty. Yeah, right? right. I mean, and so now we're thirty six. It's like oh, this is not this kind of just inappropriate. <laughs> and, and I realize I'm not. I'm just not their demographic anymore. And that's jackass, right? Right. Same. Same. Like when I was, and I keep thinking about it. It's like when I was my stepson's age. Like I loved all the stuff that he loves. Yeah. And it's like that's, and, and that could be also why when we see the current Nickelodeon shit, we're like, that sucks. Yeah, we're not the demographic anymore, right? Yeah, but, but you throw on like the old like Keenan and Kel and right. guts and all that stuff. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> the good shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, right. that's also probably why I like wrestling from the nineties, right? You know, but early eighties, I'm like, ah, eh. yeah, because it's darker and that's not my demographic, right? So yeah, I think that's that all makes sense. It's just it's very interesting to see how. How things change as time goes, I guess. Oh yeah, but uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. I do plan to want to watch that. Hopefully, it's good and you know, kind of gets everybody back into that mode. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. We have a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break the remain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right, big underscore Bane. So we've talked about this in the past, but we've got a little bit of an update for everybody. 
this company called Powertown announced a Legends line of toys with the people that did the original AWA Remco line. So initially the thought was, oh, they're going to make Remco figures again. Yeah. Which, you know, we all know and love those. You know, they kind of looked like He-Man. They had squishy heads. But they all had, like, real ring gear, which was kind of different and fun. Yep. And uh, then we see the renderings. No, they're doing, like, uh, you know, seven-inch scale figures like we see from WWE and AEW. Guys like Stan Hansen and Kerry Von Erich, etc. And apparently they'd signed, at that point, over 150 names. Mm-hmm. It's now been si- said that they've signed over 200 names. Well, Steve Rosenthal, I believe is his name, did an interview with the Majors, um, which you can find on their podcast or on YouTube. I, I really recommend watching it if you are curious about this line because he does answer a lot of questions. Um, still a few things we're not sure about, but uh, it seems as though they want to make this like a full-on thing. They want Power Town to be everything from action figures, video games, graphic novels, all kinds of stuff, merchandising. What do you think about this, man? Like we, we know we're starting to know more. Apparently he said these should be in hand by Christmas is his, his, his goal. They're not even up for pre-order yet. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was talk, well, they're going to do a Kickstarter. It's like, well, why are you doing a Kickstarter? Like, is this not, not for sure happening? Cause that's how we've all known a Kickstarter to work. Right. Yeah. And, no, 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 it's for sure happening. Then why the hell are you doing a Kickstarter? Well, right. We can control how much money, you know? And yeah, I don't know. It was it's a very it's a different business model that I don't think I'm totally understanding. But the figures look good. Um, they have signed so many names that there's some that I just don't feel like are. You know, like does everyone need a Vern Gagne or a Luthez? Right. I don't know. I mean, some of the like, Kerry Von Eric Magnum TA, Stan Hansen. Those are fun. And the Ted DiBiase that teamed yep. with Stan Hansen is different. Yep. I don't know, man. I'm still just not sure what to think on all these. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm more excited about the the prospect of a Legends of Wrestling video game again. Yeah. That's what I'm more excited about, especially with 200 plus people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like granted probably all those won't be in there, but Sure. Um but apparently some of the the people they're signing are managers, ring announcers, right, referees. So I think that'd be kind of cool if Earl Hebner's the referee in all the mat, right. all, all the games. Yeah. Or you can pick Tommy Young. You know what I mean? Like you can kind yeah. of legendary ring announcers. That would be kind of fun. If they could do that video game and and make it playable, because that was a big flub on the original, like old school Legend of is that it just was, I wanted that I wanted to like that so much. I think we all did, man, because it was such a cool concept. And I can't even remember who all was in the first one. I feel like it was a lot of the Von Ericks and like Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it had like Bret Hart and Ricky Steamboat and Harley was in there. Was he in there? Yeah. Um, it had a good roster. Yeah. It was just the Road Warriors were in there, but it was just yeah. like it just didn't it didn't play very well. It, and that was just it. And I feel like the, especially the first one didn't really have a lot of uh, modes to play. Like it was just like it didn't. singles tag whatever. Um, but and then it, I I thought the better game was Legends of WrestleMania, but that wasn't the same. You know, no, it wasn't. It was a WWE game, right? It was WWE's version of Legends of Wrestling, and that's just no, I don't know. It's not the same, but I, I, I would love to see this because that would be cool to have a video game with Stan Hansen and Ted DiBiase as a tag team. Mm-hmm. That would be cool as shit. Um, Absolutely. You know, and so I, I'm all for this. The, the action figures, like, I, I'm kind of out of collecting now. So, like, I mean, it doesn't really do much for me. But I do think that, like, down the line, some of these are going to be must-haves. Sure. And, I mean, I, I personally think Stan Hansen's probably one of those, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, he really hasn't had many figures. Yeah. I think there's so many different talents you can get. I mean, just and not only just 
North American, what if they start signing some of the Japanese guys? Absolutely. I mean, like, there's so much that they could do there. And it's and it's been weird because WWE is kind of not focused on legends. Like, they do some legendary characters, but you don't see a ton. If they can get a Hayabusa figure, I would buy that. Well, Right, exactly. Like, how yeah. cool would that be? Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many that they could possibly do where it's mm-hmm. like, wow, that would be really that would be really fun. I know he showed in the interview, he showed the the, the hand painted prototypes of the six figures for Wave One. They all look great. They all come with a belt. Yeah, uh, it looks like at least one hand accessory. All have some type of ring jacket or ring gear. Yeah, Hanson has the chaps, the vest, the hat. He also said we'll come with the bull rope and the cowbell. Amazing. So, plenty of accessories. Here's another question I have. What's the price point of these? I feel like we're gonna be at least looking at fifty. Think Super Seven prices? That's I what I was so. thinking. Yeah, I think I think so. And I, I mean, to me, I feel like that probably makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like price gouging a little bit, but like these smaller companies, you're almost guaranteed it's going to be fifty. And I feel like that's a big deterrent for a lot of people. Well, especially for like Luthez, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I ain't going to spend fifty bucks on a Luthez figure, right? And so if they keep them more of a competitive price, say twenty twenty five. They would do better, absolutely. So I don't know, man. It's it's one of those weird things where I'm not like I get a lot of their business model, but some of them I'm not totally sold on. I guess. And yeah. he he mentioned Wave Two will have twelve to fifteen figures. Okay, I'm like okay. So if you do fifty dollars a piece, nobody's buying all those, right? How could they? Right. That's a ton of money. And with someone put this on Twitter, it might have been Steve from PPW said. Are we having so many figures from different wrestling companies that it's going to burst the bubble? Yes. And I think absolutely it is because I think at this point right now you're already making people choose. There's yeah. so many out there that are happening, um, whether it's Mattel, Jazzwares, you have Zombie Sailor, you have Chella, you have Jump Shop Dog, you have, geez, Boss Fights doing figures, Figures Toy Company now powered. I mean, that's a lot, man. It's, it's going to put a few companies out of business. Yeah. It is what it's going to, because yeah, people are going to pick and choose. And I mean, most of them, for the most part, they're all pretty close to the same quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's going to hurt some, some of the other companies. Yeah. Well, and I've, I've oftentimes thought it was weird that, uh, you know, like with power town, for instance, like all the, like how come Mattel didn't try to sign Stan Hansen? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's always been weird to me. Yeah. And and then another thing that was brought up is that they have exclusive contracts. So that immediately made me think, okay, then how the hell did they sign Ted DiBiase? Yeah, he's not the million-dollar man. Right. Obviously, you can't do that. That's a WWE trademark. But Mattel is still making DiBiase figures. He's got a new mm-hmm. Superstars figure coming out. He was just in the Legends line mm-hmm. within the last year. So how does that work to where they're able to make that happen? Yeah, I don't know. It just... It's definitely interesting. Uh, like I said, I think the line's really fun. I, I'm kind of stoked to see what they're going to do with it. You know, 200-plus names. I mean, obviously, he mentioned, like, not every figure's going to be in this scale. We're going to have different ones. So I'm like, okay, so maybe he will do a Rimco scale. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Maybe he'll do a Hasbro scale because everybody does that, you know? He shouldn't. <laughs> well, but, I mean, yeah, I, it's just. The it's, fact that he's not doing Hasbro, I think, sets them apart from everybody yeah. else right now. And then a lot of people are concerned, like, are these, you know, in the same scale as Mattel and Jazzwares, mm-hmm. which he said they were, you know, and I've talked to some, some figure fans about that. There was to me something very special back in the day that not every figure was the exactly the same. Yeah. They were all different. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how it should be to a degree. 
Yeah, I mean, they can be similar. They don't have to be exact. But if all of these are just going to be straight up like seven inches or whatever, you know, that that will set them apart too. Because if I remember right, doesn't Mattel make them somewhat in scale to the real life? So if somebody's like six foot two, it's going to be six inches, 6.2 inches or whatever. He said these will be the same. Okay, so they will. So Stan Hansen will be taller than Vern Gagne. Okay. He didn't mention that specifically. So, I mean, well, we've also seen it too where certain guys were like in Mattel's line were ridiculously tall. Yeah, so they don't get it right all the time, clearly. Right, yeah. and and I think sometimes that's reusing parts that, you know. Sure. So I remember there was someone in a suit. It might have been the Vince McMahon figure that was like gargantuanly tall. Yeah. Because like the legs they used, I guess. But right. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think price point will be a, a huge factor moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And I think a lot, a lot of times too with these companies is like you have to see like what's going to sell. Like, well, and dude, that's a big reason I've never touched any of those Hasbro's that people keep throwing out. You know how bad I wanted one of those Wraths or Atom Bombs. It's like I, I'm not spending that money. Yeah, that's too much money. Y'all are asking for way too much. Well, you, you I'm glad you passed on that figure. It was kind of shitty. I heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, that's sometimes part of the problems with these pre-orders, right? Is you don't really know what you're getting. Exactly. With Mattel or Jazzwares, you've seen the figures on the shelf. Mm-hmm. So if you pre-order a new way from ringside, like you kind of know what you're getting to a degree. Well, Mattel has built up trust with the community. Right, a rapport. Know? Yeah, and so these new companies haven't. So we're kind of just taking taking them for their word. And so when they F up like they did, you know, I mean, kind of makes them look bad. Well, and then I think also too when you factor in the price point, like when when I bought the Atom Bomb figure, I think it's like twenty five bucks plus their shipping, so it ends up being like thirty something because it's a UK figure. Yeah. But like you know, the the goggles left, you know, a, and, you know, like paint on his face. Yeah. And then he's got different color skin tone on his arms. Yeah. It's like, damn, it's a forty dollar figure. This should be perfect. I mean, and I know it can't be because that's not the world we live in. But it's like. This should be better than it is, you know, like when you're spending that kind of money. Well, especially on your first wave, you got to do some quality control. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then a big, a big factor. I don't know if you know about this, but a big issue a lot of people had is the bubble wasn't attached when it came in the mail. Yeah. That would piss me off. They put out a, a, a statement. Shella did that a small portion of people didn't have the bubble attached. I know myself, Travis Fowler and Steve Hoker all ordered it. Steve Hoker ordered two. All four figures, the bubble wasn't attached. So I'm like, what's the small portion? Yeah. Sounds like it's everybody. Like, yeah. and again, if you're in the action figure game, shouldn't you be like keenly aware of what type of glue you use? Like right. little things like that. I feel like that shouldn't be pushed off to the side. It should be very, like you said, a quality control issue. I mean, I know zombie sailor put a video out of him, like with a prototype figure on the card, banging it on the table. Like, yeah, our cards aren't going to fall off, you know? Yeah. So which that should be not your concern. This shouldn't be that it's going to come in damaged or beat up when you're right. spending the type of money you're spending. Right. So, right. And, and again, with without any of these being in hand, it's hard to to fully appreciate like what we're getting. And so, if they come out and say, "Hey, these are forty five bucks a piece," well, right there, you're going to get a lot of people saying, "Like, I'm not buying all of them. I'll buy Hanson." Right. And call it good. Right. You know, because it's a lot of money, especially for no real guarantee of what this is going to look like. Right. Well, yeah. So, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see what happens there with Powertown. For sure. Uh, tournament time, big underscore Bane. We're in the semifinals now, huh? I'm going to pull up uh, all of our MCU tournament information and kind of go through a complete rundown of the uh, the first first round of tournament action. 
I don't feel like we're pissing people off as much anymore. They're kind of used to it, but hey, there's always time in the future. Yep. So this latest tournament we had, Black Widow versus Thor the Dark World. What were your thoughts? And I'll give you the results here. Uh, I figured Thor the Dark World. Yeah, and you would be correct. Thor the Dark World moves on 68% to 32%. Uh, the Thor movies, by and large, are not my favorite. Yeah. They're just kind of whatever. He's I'm a not, good character, but... Yeah, he's kind of like Doctor Strange, where he doesn't always need his own movie, but he's good in other movies. I think. I still, I still will say Ragnarok is one of my favorite MCU movies of all no, time. No, it's and it's a great movie, but yeah. again, we'll see what happens on this new one. I but guess. That we were waist deep in the MCU at that point, though, when that yeah. came out, so they kind of knew what their niche was already. This is third film; like yeah. it should have been good way before that. Sure. Yeah. So now, rundown of the tournament. Uh, Captain Marvel moved on ahead of Thor, which I agree with that one. Yep. Iron Man 2 moved on ahead of Doctor Strange. I'm not sure I agree with that one, but, you know, it is what it, it, is, was, what it is. such a bad movie, though. Iron Man 2 was not bad. It was a bad movie. It was not bad. It was a good movie. How dare you? Uh, Eternals and Avengers Age of Ultron. Eternals moves on. I think that might be your uh, yeah. your overall winner. That movie was not good. I, I'm, I'm pulling for Iron Man 2. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then Thor the Dark World and Black Widow, of course, Thor the Dark World moves on. And, and again, the ones that are moving on are the bad ones, not yes. the good ones. Yeah. So our first semifinal match, Captain Marvel, Iron Man 2. It's got to be Captain Marvel. I'm, I'm giving it to Iron Man 2. Dude, Iron Man 2 is not a bad movie. Yeah. Why does everyone hate that one so much? I just Only MCU appearance of Justin Hammer. I don't even know who that is. He's in Iron Man 2. He's got Hammer Tech. Come on. See, like you're trashing the movie. You don't even remember see, anything is he, about. You see the guy that Mickey Rourke played? No, that's Ivan Vanko. Okay. Come on, man. Justin Hammer's the guy that does. I hated that movie. I'm not going to remember shit from he's, it. He's the guy who's played by Sam Rockwell who uh, hired Mickey Rourke's character to build the suits. ends up building the drones instead. Okay. He was the guy that uh, Tony Stark hated. Yeah. And he had the really bad uh, spray tan hands, which I thought was just such a, a nice touch for the movie. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Clearly left a lasting impression on me. You're not a Marvel guy, though. <laughs> like, you're a guy that likes Batman versus Superman. There's a lot of Marvel movies I like, though. Yeah. But Iron Man 2, I will stand by it's not a bad movie. You are, you are standing by a bad movie. I am not standing by a bad movie. <laughs> first appearance of Black Widow. First appearance of War Machine. Come on. Doesn't matter. And we also get the Thor cameo at the end with the hammer. We, we get Thor's hammer at the end. Yes. Yes. Setting up further MCU. Yeah. Martha! That's your type of movies? Get out of here. Unbelievable. Snyder cut, sir. It still wasn't that good. I'm sorry. It wasn't. It was too Bullshit. long. Bullshit. It sucked. Bullshit. It's four hours. You you hate long movies. I didn't watch it all in one sitting. You, you can't. It's four hours long. Freaking Endgame was what? Two movies? Endgame was one movie, and it was three hours. Well, okay, Infinity War and Endgame are basically the same shit. Well, yeah, but it's two separate films. Right. Yeah. They could have done the same thing with the Snyder Cut. They just didn't. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they should have. Yeah. Because a four-hour movie is too just long. pause it right in the middle. I know. That's what I had to do. Yeah, that's what I did, too. And three, three or four settings, because yeah. it was brutal. No, it was not. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, we got some... We got some shout-outs, of course. We want to throw a shout-out to uh, Fully Posable, the Wrestling Figure Podcast. Check them out, Jeff and Scott. Um, great show, plus <clears throat> Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry, doing sports podcasts. Uh, 
watch alongs, all kinds of fun stuff over there. Mm-hmm. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. The Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. And the Marbles with Soda and Ethan dropping all kinds. I think they're on episode eight already. Yeah, moving two right month, along. Two months in. Uh, talking all things NASCAR over there. Boots to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Yep. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Plus trivia with Buds with our pal Ryan Buds. Howlin' mm-hmm. with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. And, of course, his epic, amazing chop shop. In fact, I just showed you something he he's in the process of finishing up for me. Yeah. Looks, Pretty awesome. Looks great. Dude, looks he's, great. He's, he's a master at his craft, that is for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim at a chair shot. <clears throat> And, of course, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast with our buddy Richard and his friend Matt talking horror films. Um, plus our other shows, you know, it's Fake Right, every Monday with me and a special guest. And then No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Yep. He's currently on sabbatical. Yep. So is that, like, when, when oh, are you guys coming back? Doing uh, a summer? Well, I don't know. No? Don't even know? I don't Nothing? know. Old Billy B's on summer vacay. I, I don't I don't talk to him during summer vacay. I think you should. You guys check in on him. You should. Guys yeah. should vacation together. I, I feel like he always comes around during holidays, but I haven't heard nothing from him yet. Fourth so. of July is coming up. I know. I haven't heard nothing from him yet, so who knows? Who knows? I don't think Bill, much like you, likes the heat. No, no. I, I mean, I, I would assume he's probably like in Antarctica or something like that. Yeah, he does travel a lot, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He's he, he's got that PHBW money now. Well, yeah. <laughs> he can do whatever the hell he wants. Apparently. Um, all of Bane's music you can find on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. Any yep. updates on the new albums yet? Are you still working? Still, I know you're still kind of in the process of everything. Yeah, so I'm still I'm still mixing everything down. It, it's such a the, the mixing part is like honest to god the hardest part. Cause what, what's that process like? I mean, is it literally going through every single part and like so like like let's take one song like there there might be twenty different tracks on one song. You have to basically not only make sure all the volume is correct on 20 different tracks and like blended well, you have to make sure they sound good too. So that's where like EQ comes in. You have to make sure there's not too much low end, too many, too much mids, too much treble. Like there's so much stupid shit that is involved with that. And if I had the money, I would just send it to somebody and let them do it. But I imagine that's expensive. It's super expensive. And there's a reason why it's because it's such a painstaking task. And so that's, that's honestly the hardest part. Um, but it's, it's getting to be easier, but like I've, I've have never been that great at it. Like I've just been good enough to where it's like passable. Sure. But like, it's not, like when I even well, probably not, I mean, your, your equipment's good, but it's probably not professional, professional, right? Well, yeah, but like, but again, most of it is just how you EQ it once it's recorded, you know, gotcha. like, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. Like I like to, it's funny. Cause I'll listen to like, even this new stuff. I listened to one song that I was like, I think that's done. And I listened to it, but then I was like, I'm going to turn on just some other music and play it to kind of like compare how it sounds to something else. Mm hmm. And I was like, just by listening to my song that I thought was done to this uh, song that I was listening to from somebody else, I was like, oh, shit, my vocals are way too loud. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like one of those things. It's like you have to stop listening to it for a while to kind of like realize what's what's wrong. And so it's it's again, it's such a painstaking task. And I've got 14 tracks to do. So it's like are any of them done? 
Uh, well, the freaks is done because that's already been released. Yeah. But oddly enough, like there's something I'm going to edit in that because after I released it, I noticed it after I released it. And so it it's pissed me off ever since then. And I don't think that's what's weird is I don't think anyone else probably notices that. Probably not. But it's like it, every time I hear it, because right now I have all of my songs in a playlist and mm -hmm. I, I just constantly listen to them to try to, you know, hear things. Yeah. yeah. And and so like when that one comes on, I hear it every single time. I'm like, son of a bitch. I've got to uh, fix that. Yeah. It yeah. gets angry. Yeah. yeah. So I get it, but it, I'll have some updates. I'm going to try to get the rap stuff done first because I want to release that first. And then, so that's, that's my main focus right now is getting that shit done. Um, I'm hoping to have that done like by like have that released by August. And then I'm hoping to have the, uh, the new stuff released by September. Okay. Wow. So it's coming it, up then. It, it Yeah. Coming up. I'm hoping I'll make that date. If not like, Sucks to suck, but do you know what the albums are going to be titled yet? Uh, the first one is going to be called uh, Breakers of Bitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope I get royalties for that. <laughs> no, no, uh, so yeah, uh, there are, there are tentative names. Uh, the first one, like, is going to be called, and this is what is kind of I've kind of been like fighting myself on this one because. The whole purpose of that, the last rap album, it was supposed to be like a concept album where it was a big, long story. And I can't really do that when I condensed it down to seven tracks. But um, I'm still probably going to keep the titles. Um, and that the, the rap albums, I know for sure, is going to be called um, Long Live and then colon A Hero's Fable. Hmm. And the whole thing about that one was it was supposed to be like, um uh some like it was supposed to be a story of a guy who like was if you ever played the game fable um in the third one there was a similar concept where it was like rags to riches and you end up um becoming king of a kingdom and then you have to rule the kingdom well this one was different in the sense that you had to where the story is the guy is trying to overthrow the king and he's having to do it by himself because no one will join him. Mm. And so um, it doesn't have a happy ending, not to spoil anything, but like, but that was the whole point of the story. But I had to go from 15 tracks of a rap album down to seven to kind of do what I want to do now. Yeah. And so now I'm having to try to figure out how to tell that story within seven tracks. So it's, it's a little bit different. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, August, no. August, September is kind of what you're looking at, though. Yeah, no, no tentative title on the new the new album, but I'm still working on that. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, we'll definitely have more updates as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, Outsiders Beard Co. If you got a beard or know someone that has a beard, pick you up some beard balm, beard oil, make that beard look fantastic. Do it, dude. You're not even rocking a beard anymore, man. Yeah, you know, no, no stash either. Like, what happened? Yeah. So, um, uh, got got tired of the beard because. My uh, sleep apnea machine. Yeah. Old man Bane over here. Um, and then got tired of the mustache because people kept giving me weird looks. So, yeah. 
it's weird. Our generation can't wear a mustache without yeah. it getting like awkward. Yeah, like Magnum PIs over there just like looking like a stallion. Get, getting all the ladies, right? I don't get it. And I've got a hell of a mustache. You don't do. get me wrong. You it, do. it looks amazing, but like it You're just straight up Bob Belcher over yeah, there. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't appeal uh to, to most people. I think a lot of people think I'm a little bit creepy with it. So I, I went ahead and shaved it and I actually oddly enough shaved completely like baby face. Yeah. Uh the other day. And the first day I did it before I even got the five o'clock shadow, my stepdaughter saw me and she's like, ew. I was like, That's the response you want. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> ew. I'm not self-conscious. <laughs> uh, you can also pick up our t-shirts at uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, watermaneuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bates Power Hour, TB Toycast, or any of our other podcasting buddies. We all have shirt stores there as well. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.